Rushduni Radio presents Systematic Theology in Two Volumes by Rusus John Rushduni, narrated by Nathan F. Conkey, produced with permission by the Chalcedon Foundation. 15. The Divine Exegesis Subordinationism is one of the most ancient, as well as most prevalent, of heresies. According to this error, Jesus Christ is less than and, and subordinate to the Father in his deity by virtue of the Incarnation. Some crude, popular opinions see Christ as half man and half God. Such an opinion opens the door to ancient forms of paganism and to the divination of men. Moreover, the validity of the Incarnation is denied and priority given to a hidden God who cannot fully declare himself over a supposed Christ who has a partial revelation of this God in himself. The biblical faith is that Jesus Christ is fully God and fully man. The two natures are fully present, in perfect union, without confusion, as Chalcedon stressed in 451 AD. This too is the plain statement of John 1.18, No man hath seen God at any time, the only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he hath declared him. End quote. The word declared is the Greek exegomai, related to our word exegesis. It means to make known, to declare by setting forth openly, to bring out or forth. Thus, Jesus Christ is the full and perfect exegesis of God. He declares, reveals and sets forth the covenant God in the fullness of his meaning. Notes that we are not given a philosophical exegesis. Such a declaration would be an abstraction, which God emphatically is not. Rather, this is a revelation of God, the covenant Father. John writes as a believing Jew and an eyewitness. God, for him, is the covenant God. The covenant God reveals himself to save his people. That salvation, as it reaches out to save the whole world, Matthew 28, 18-20, is still within the context of the covenant with Adam, Noah, Shem, Abraham, Moses and David. Jesus Christ is emphatic on this point. Quote, Salvation is of the Jews, end quote, John 4, 22. That is, it comes through the historical covenant made with Israel and Judah. The exegesis of God as set forth in Jesus Christ is thus an exegesis with a stress on covenant faithfulness. The covenant God comes to save his people. His exegesis or revelation manifests in its fullness the grace, mercy and salvation of the covenant God. Thus, we are not given a metaphysical exegesis of God, but a covenant revelation of the moral and redemptive work of God unto salvation. What is thus fully declared or revealed is not a God of the Greek philosophers, but the God of Scripture, the living God. John says, quote, No man hath seen God at any time, end quote. Or, as Westcott pointed out, no man hath ever yet seen God at any time. And J.B. Phillips renders it, quote, 
It is true that no one has ever seen God at any time, yet the divine and only Son who lives in the closest intimacy with the Father has made him known, end quote. Our Lord is emphatic on this same point to Philip, quote, He that hath seen me hath seen the Father, end quote, John 14, 9. God is now clearly revealed and seen. Westcott commented, quote, No man hath seen God at any time, ever yet seen. 1 John 4.12 In both places, the original of, quote, God, end quote, is without the article. By this manner of expression, thought is turned to the divine nature rather than to the divine person, quote, God as God, end quote. The Theophanies under the Old Dispensation did not fall under this category. Compare Exodus 33, 12 and following, 32, 30. End quote. Now we have the full declaration or exegesis of the covenant God, a quote, once and forever, end quote, revelation. This revelation or declaration is not a step backward or forward. It is not a more material or more spiritual stage of the history of revelation. It is rather the open revelation and declaration of the covenant God who is eternally, quote, in the beginning, end quote, Genesis 1.1, John 1.1, and from the beginning. He is the covenant God who does not change, Malachi 3.6. He is, quote, Jesus Christ the same yesterday and today and forever, end quote, Hebrews 13.8. The exegesis by God, of God, is present in its fullness in Jesus Christ, Because of our incomplete sanctification and the blinding factor of sin, our vision of that full revelation is clouded and sometimes darkened in this life, 1 Corinthians 13.12, and the unbelieving, the covenant breakers, do not see it at all. But the declaration has been made in all its fullness. It is the covenant God who reveals himself, his covenant faithfulness, his covenant grace, law and love, and his covenant salvation. The emphasis throughout John's Gospel is thus on signs and wonders which set forth the glory of life in the renewed covenant. We deny that exegesis and revelation, if we hold that whereas providential blessings marked covenant faithfulness previously, as promised in Deuteronomy 28, the renewed covenant marks their end. Rather, in Jesus Christ, we see how totally faithful God is to his covenant with his people. He is the same God in every age. Now he is fully revealed. We receive the fullness of his covenant mercy, grace and truth. John 1, 16 and 17. The fullness or pleroma of the covenant, God's grace and truth, is now openly set forth. We are called, therefore, to live in terms of that faithfulness because it is given to us. If we have received it, we live as, quote, more than conquerors through him that loved us, end quote, Romans 8, 37. The unbelieving live in a world of chance, atoms without meaning or purpose hurtled through space, and death and dissolution is at the end of all things. In such a faith, 
there can be no hope. For the Christian, however, hope is inescapable and certain of triumph. Ours is a hope that, quote, maketh not ashamed, end quote, Romans 5, 5. This declaration of God is made to men who are by grace received into the covenant. It is a covenant exegesis for covenant men who are made by the adoption of grace into sons of God, joint heirs with Christ, Romans 8.17. Quote, but as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. End quote. John 1, 12-14. Covenant men, like the Christ, have a supernatural birth. The comparison to the virgin birth of Jesus Christ is very clear in verse 13. They are born of God, not of blood, flesh or human decisions. It is these covenant men who behold his glory and who see the clear revelation and exegesis of God in Jesus Christ. All such men have the power to become the sons of God. It is given to them. Power is exousia, which means power with rightful, legitimate authority. This authority is an act of covenant power and is confirmed by covenant grace. It is, quote, even to them, exclusively to them, that believe on his name, end quote, and are born again by his regenerating power and grace. Thus, the exegesis of God is the incarnation. It is a covenant revelation. It brings with it regeneration and power and rightful authority in the kingdom of God, a status as sons and heirs. This exegesis sets forth God's victory and our victory in Christ. It is the triumphant coronation of Christ as king over creation and therefore our triumph in and with him of whose coming Hebrews 1, 1-3 declares, quote, God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds, who, being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high, end quote. Jesus Christ upholds, quote, all things by the word of his power, end quote, or in Philip's translation is, quote, himself the upholding principle of all that is, end quote. This was true in his incarnation, before his incarnation, and now and forever. To question his government, lordship, salvation and victory is to blind ourselves to his revelation. God has declared himself in Jesus Christ. We have been made members of the perfect humanity of Jesus Christ. We are thereby partakers of the absolute victory of the divine nature. 2 Peter 
In a time of great trouble, an Old Testament saint could sing, quote, Therefore will not we fear, though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof. Psalm 46, 2 and 3. End quote. Psalm 46, 2 and 3. We dare say no less. Hello, this is Nathan, the narrator. Find my past and present projects and more at nathanteacher.com.